Riders up! We've got another installment of our jockey interview series here, and this one is very exciting. As a name I think many of you have probably seen out there through the years, this gentleman, he has been uh, all around. He's ridden races at many different tracks, many different circuits. You've probably seen the name because sometimes it's so long that they can barely fit it like in the program there, talking about William Anton Georgie III. William, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? We're doing great. We got Brian here uh, and we got myself. I'm a, a Rams fan and Brian's a Bengals fan. So as we record with you this morning, we're both like on opposite sides of the spectrum a little bit right here. Right. You know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's probably yeah. had a little, yeah. He had Sorry, a tough Ryan, time but... getting, to, getting up this morning. Yeah, that was rough. That was Spent rough. a lot was, of time was... in bed this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that was rough. Um, I mean, I was pulling, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I was pulling for Cincinnati. Um, I like Joe Burrow, so I was pulling for them. It was a good game, but, you know, LA came up and got the job done. One thing he's got that you have to have when you're out there riding horses, confidence, right? Exactly, yeah. That swagger. He's got that, and that's what you need to have when you go out there in the mornings. William, I always love asking people, anytime I talk to someone in racing, um, and how do you get into it? For you, it was family, right? Yeah, yeah, my dad and both my mom and my dad were, uh, were riders. Um, my mother trained as well. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was in the family. Um, used to show jump before I crossed over to the, the track and, um, you know, so I've just been, been around horses my whole life. And you have already piled up 1500 plus wins so far, which is pretty yeah. incredible for someone. Like when we look at you, you, you know, you definitely, you look very young and very youthful, but you got your first victory way back in 2005. So you have had quite a journey so far. Um, I mean, tell us a little bit about how it's been for you. You know, like where you started out and, and kind of like some of the places you've been along the way. Well, I started in Southern California. Um, one of my first race at Hollywood Park. Um, Crazy watching the Super Bowl yesterday, right? Knowing weird. that you rode a race there. Yeah, it was weird because, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's like hollowed ground, you know, to a lot yeah. of us, you know, Hollywood Park. Um, so it's, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, or watch it, watching the game and knowing that it's Hollywood's not there anymore. And knowing that I won my first race and a bunch of other races there um, at the start of my career. So, so yeah, that's, that's where I started. The Southern California Circuit had my had my apprenticeship down there. And um, a couple years after that, started down there and then. Uh, Moved back east after I lost the bug. Did like a little tour back east. I did uh, parks. I was there for, sorry, the, the garbage trucks. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> my um, son, he lo- for the record, my son is going to be upset he's not here. He's really into trash trucks right now. That's his thing. Is he? So yeah. garbage truck, any noise, he can see them. He loves watching them go up yeah. and down. So. <laughs> he might have been out there chasing it. It was just. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so I, I went back after I lost the bug, um, went to parks um, in Delaware, did, did that circuit for, for a couple of years. Um, no, wait, actually, I went to parks and then I got hurt. I broke I broke my ankle um, shortly after I got to parks. And that was probably 2007, 2007. So then I was I, I was off for like six months with a broken ankle. Uh, rehabbed back home in San Diego, um, and then after after I was um, healthy and ready to ride again, I 
th that's when I moved, made my first move to the to the Bay Area, and was here for a few years. Um, yeah, that 2009 was an awesome year for you. That was like one of your first wins up into a hundred wins. You, you know, you had a ton, you had over a thousand mounts. Even it just seemed like you you really were catching fire that year. Yeah, yeah. When I uh, when I first got here, I got here in 2000. I think it was 2008. Um, you know, started making relationships with the trainers and mm -hmm. and uh, got off on the right foot. You know, I started riding for guys like Hollendorfer and Greg Gilchrist and um, Billy Morey. Uh, so that that really put me in the door here. And then you know that carried on to 2009 and had a had a stellar year in 2009. Um, and then uh, then I moved. Then I got a little bored, you know. I just I wanted to try try other tracks. I, uh, 2010. Then I went back east again. Uh, went back to parks in Delaware. I did the that circuit um, uh, for a while, and then Kentucky, and then on to Oaklawn, uh, like two, 2010, 2011. Um, and then before I made my my journey back back to the Bay Area. Yeah, it's. I mean. It's really cool to think about the places that you've been and the people that you've been in the same rooms with and maybe just learn from and got to pick something up. What of, of all of those, give us a couple of the, the your favorite tracks to ride at. Which ones that you've been at that you really like the most? Um, I love Keeneland. Keeneland was awesome. Um, Del Mar is probably right up there. Del Mar and Keeneland. Um, Sandy, Sandy is beautiful. Um, uh, but yeah, I would have to probably probably del mar keeneland right they're probably right there tied i really, really love those i like that yeah yeah as prestigious of tracks yeah. as you'll find william william i live about six minutes from keeneland so <laughs> yeah i used to live in i used to live in paris when i was a kid um, okay my mom we had a little farm out there um out in paris kentucky so so i, I yeah. grew up there i was we lived there for about eight years when i was younger so yeah nice. um yeah you mentioned your parents both as riders, so that I'm you obviously learn a lot from them growing up, and I'm sure they taught you a lot. Other than your family, once you started getting into the business, who were some of the other maybe riders or trainers who kind of took you under their wing and helped help get you along the way? Well, when I started in Southern California, that was um, that was when all you know the Hall of Famers were down, still down there. You had Garrett Gomez was was still yeah. uh, still riding. Uh, Corey Nakatani, Alex Solis, <laughs> David Flores, um, DeSormo, Grider. I mean, the list goes on, um, yeah. you know, so Patrick Valenzuela, um, Chavez, uh, Richard McLeory, you know, so I was, it was stacked when I, when I had, when I had the bug. And so I was, it was tough. Don't, you know, cause you look who you're riding against, but you know, I definitely learned a lot from those guys riding boot to boot you know, head and head with them all the time, day in and day out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, say, de definitely. Brian and I would pick up a few things from those guys being in the room yeah. with them, right? Like anybody, <laughs> like that's a yeah. good group. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, it was a very strong group. So, um, yeah, I'm very thankful um, and grateful that I, that I came up in that, in that era, you know, um, and was able to learn from guys like that. What about, uh, you know, again, most of us don't understand the jocks room. We're not in there day in and day out um, like you are. Uh, you know, one thing in, in other sports, like like let's take the Packers, for instance, with Brett Favre and they drafted Aaron Rodgers and they weren't the kindest of, you know, they didn't have the best relationship because Brett looked at him as a threat. Like as those guys are teaching you and you're learning from them, 
is there any sense of they don't want to give you too much info so you don't become a threat to them later on or is it just kind of like a brotherhood that everybody's pretty open you know i was i was welcome with open arms uh nice you know when i started um in southern cal with the, with the older riders they they uh you know they would watch the replays with me and just were real um real helpful to me um which nice. i'm which i'll forever be forever be grateful for um you know, I, I don't. I don't think there was a single guy that was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help him out." I, I I took I took something from every rider down there, and they were always helpful. I just I remember, you know, I would come back and Pival, you know, he would he he would uh you know grab me aside and watch the replay, and hey you know hey hey bug you know do this do that you know in, in, <laughs> in certain parts of the races, and so that was always cool, and you know uh, yeah, that's amazing. Just, I mean, to have a guy yeah. like that want to help you it's unbelievable. I think that's yeah. what it comes down to, right? Like when Brian was saying, I think for any veteran or someone that's a little bit older, once they can, they realize that you're serious. I think that's when they'll extend the help even more, right? They don't want to put in their time and effort for someone who's just, who's this punk coming in and who doesn't really I mean, like, wasn't really want to be great. I, you got, you could tell right away when you came in that, you know, I was working at TVG at the time. I, I remember when you were like starting up there and, and just coming in, like you were very respectful, respectful to everyone and very respected. And I think that's the dynamic that they're looking for. They want to help someone who will do the same thing 20 years down the line and then help the next generation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you come, like you said, if you come in like a punk kid and you think, you know, everything, you know, you're not going to want to want to help. Um, <laughs> You know, because I find myself in that same situation now, where I'm, I'm kind of like a little bit of an older rider, mm -hmm. and to to some of these younger guys, and you know, there's been a couple guys that come in and they think they know everything, and it's like, okay, you know, um, but the guys that want to learn, and you know, uh, you, you can tell that the, that the guys that want to learn, you'll, you you want to help them out, and you know, because you're going to be out there riding with them, so you want you want them to to know what they're doing out there, and and you know you want to see them uh, grow up and and go on to good things uh we're talking here and we're very lucky to be hanging out with william anton georgie the third and william as we sort of bounce around and keep talking about stuff on the track before we go off of the racetrack what's your schedule like every day i'm always curious because morning workouts working horses and then racing later in the day do you work out in between give us like a a normal day where you have a, a racing day, maybe you've got five or six mounts on the day. What's that look like for you? Well, I um, usually get up around four forty-five, five, because I live I live like forty-five minutes from the track. So get up, drive to the track. Um, you know, usually work uh, on the weekends a little busier, like Saturdays and Sundays. Work anywhere between eight and ten horses in the morning. Um, you know, then I'll have a few hours in between where I, I go to the jocks room and just relax um you know before the races start and then i uh and then i i do my workouts i have like my own personal gym here at home i do my workouts on the off days and then uh you know that sets me up for the for the weekend uh of races nice yeah nice. it's a little different than the schedule that like Beho and i have as uh podcasters and as video <laughs> you know like our workout stuff is like uh 
working out from here to the bathroom, from here right. to the kitchen, from the refrigerator. Every now and then, I'll step outside just to see if there's still sun out there, you know. But uh, it's, it's, I'm always. <laughs> I was going to say. I, yeah. I was going to say. Well, my day today like, was. I woke up about seven thirty, took my son to school, came back home, went back to bed, and <laughs> suffered in my own misery of the bit. <laughs> decided yeah. to get up about 30 minutes before this thing started, take a shower and uh, jump up here in the office to uh, record this. So very similar training. We did. Yeah. I was gonna yeah say, we're, that's like my Mondays, like, like Mondays okay, are cool. dark. the tracks closed on Monday. So I, uh, that's like my Mondays. I, I, I'm lazy on Mondays. I okay. So on a, and, what are some of the things that like, let's say you're not, if you were in a jockey in a different world, what, what would you think you would be doing? Um, you know, what are some of the other things that interest you? I mean, well, I, you know, before, before I was a jockey, I, I was a show jumper. I used to show horses. Cool. So, uh, so I used to, I did that for about eight, nine years. So, uh, you know, if I, if I horses had, probably right. It would have been, even if you weren't riding, you probably would have been involved with them. I mean, yeah, that's kind of all I've ever known. You know, I grew yeah. up, my mom, my mom and dad, like I said, were, were, they grew up around it and I grew up around on a farm, um, around horses. So that's all I've really ever known. Um, you know, if I, you know, if I had, if I, you know, could pick something else, I mean, I always wanted to be in a, in a rock band, you know, as you can tell. I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, so give us or, some of your favorite bands. Uh, well, Sabbath, Sabbath is right up there. Iron Maiden, um, nice. nice. uh, Zeppelin, awesome. you know, um, I the just, classics, the good the stuff. Classic. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but oh, I, I mean, yes. not just the classics. I love, you know, Slipknot and some harder stuff. Uh, so, you know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so, what you got to get pumped up before you go so, ride, right? That's your workout music there, too. Yeah, definitely. So I, sure. I got to ask, sure. uh, how many Slipknot shows have you been to? I haven't been to a single Slipknot show, which. Oh, uh, you got to go. I, yeah. Uh, have, have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my brother and I have been twice. In fact, <laughs> the last time we went was on Valentine's Day. They were playing here at Rupp Arena. That's great. And uh, that was my, my brother and I took each other as Valentine's. We left our wives <laughs> at home awesome. and went and watched Slipknot. It was uh, it was pretty wild. I mean, they put on. It's one of those things. It's more than just the music. It's a whole show, right? You know. Yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen videos, you know, on YouTube and everything. I'd love yeah. to go one day. So get in the mosh pit there one day. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, that's too much for me. I stay out of that. Yeah, I, I might get I might get trampled, so yeah, I might have to stay out of there too. <laughs> I don't know. You're tougher than me. <laughs> with with uh, you're up in the Bay now, so you've moved around quite a bit. Have, do you have any like allegiances to sports teams or anything? Do you watch sports a whole bunch? Any anything that you're that you're interested there? Well, I'm a Charger fan because uh, cool. I like I said I grew up in San Diego. Yeah. Um, so so I'm a Charger fan. Um, Got a great quarterback right now. He's yeah, gonna be yeah yeah. yeah. He, he looks like he has a great He's future. Okay. <laughs> yeah hopefully uh hopefully we build off the last season you know i mean they they, they had a pretty good run um, yeah had a yeah. couple heart, heartbreaking losses there but something to build off of yeah that's fun too it's fun with when you have a quarterback like that young coach young quarterback you sort of feel like you have a lot of upside and there's like a it's fun to kind of root for them now again as uh yeah they're, they're the quarterbacks the young quarterbacks on that side where you've got Herbert and you've got Burrow and you've got Josh Allen and Mahomes and they're all in the same conference. That's going to be just a ton of fun watching yeah. those guys the next few years. We're here with William Anton Georgie talking racing and a little stuff outside of racing. So who have been some of the 
either the best horses that you've been on or some of the most memorable horses that you've been on ones that really stand out to you um well i uh quick and silver is is one that really stands out i won like 10 races on him mm-hmm. um uh he's one of my highest earning horses he was always a cool horse to ride um uh bill Dillia trained him when i was riding him um rest in peace he, he just passed away um but yeah, Quick and Silver was 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 an awesome horse. I, I believe he just retired. I heard Doug O'Neill uh, claimed him last time to for, to to make his a pony. So, uh, awesome. so that so that's good news, you know. He'll, yeah. he'll, uh, like you know, like Lava Man, he'll he'll give him a good home. Uh, and horses like that who love to win and love to be out on the track—that's their home, right? They they can still yeah do the things they like. They can go out there and help the other horses and show off and you know just be a horse. That that's exactly. cool. Yeah, you yeah. can tell like like lava like lava man. He you can tell he loves it. So that's that's cool. Um, um, other big horses. I think Neptune Storm. Uh, I won the San Francisco Mile on him. Yeah, uh, two Absolutely. years ago, which is the biggest race here we have here. So uh, so that was a cool cool experience to ride him. Um, you know, there's a you know, horse that I wasn't sure when I was kind of looking up some of the stuff to talk to you about that has actually recently been really really sharp that you rode up at golden gate a few years back a uh, visitant the horse yeah. is like a synthetic monster now that horse just keeps crushing out at turfway and like yeah. winning like a monster so it's kind of cool to see you know especially in in this age where there aren't as many synthetic tracks around sometimes you'll get those really good horses that go up to golden gate kind of looking for that synthetic track and then you see them elsewhere that's pretty cool because he's beaten some really nice horses the last few years yeah, yeah, he, uh, he. I was gonna say visiting too, because he was. He's, he's one of my favorites. I think I got him right here on the wall here somewhere. Nice, um, heck yeah. Yeah, um, I broke his maiden at Golden Gate. I think I think it was his first time out for uh, Billy Mori. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time out, won easy, and then then I believe I won the what was it the Alcatraz on him for uh, yeah. for John Martin up here and. So yeah, he's a uh, he's a cool horse. Yeah, so I just saw him win at Turfway. Was it two two nights ago? Yeah, I think the four yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he builds a, a ton of pressure, deals with it, puts them all away, and then just yeah. like just keeps going. Yeah, he's he's in yeah. great form right now. So it was really cool to see your name there. And uh, you can always say, "Hey, I got him started." Right, exactly. I got him started. I taught yeah. this horse what he knows now. So uh, yeah, that was a great great a great touch right off the bat from uh, from William. So. When you're looking around at some of your peers nowadays and you look around, um, you mentioned when you when you came into riding, you were in a you were in a jocks room with just some of the all-time greats. Who do you look around right now and you go, let's say you're riding at Keeneland or at Churchill Downs, it's a big stakes race. Turning for home, top of the stretch. If you look over and there's someone next to you closing, you go, uh-oh, they're a strong finisher. Who or who's someone that you admire, maybe, and you think are at the top, top tier right now? Um, I, I've always liked Rosario. I, I think he's a yeah. strong rider, smart rider, always puts his horse in good position. Um, you know, so he's, he's probably right now he's, he's at the top of the list. Um, and he just, just won the Eclipse award. So that that's congrats to him. Um, and then, you know, there's a few good young riders, uh, down South in Southern Cal that came from the Bay area that, that I rode with for years that are, that are lighting them up like, uh, Cedillo and Hernandez and, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're doing well. Um, Ricky Gonzalez, um, 
is also doing well down there. So, you know, um, some good riders have come yeah. come, from, come from out of here. Even Rosario came from came yeah, from that's the Bay a, Area, out of the Bay Area. Exactly. There, there have been some. I mean, you think about it. They here they go from NoCal a lot of times, and then down to Southern California, you get a couple more opportunities, a couple of big horses, and then boom. You know, yeah. it's all about timing. You got to be. It's not a luck thing, but it's just, luck is preparation meeting opportunity, right? I think a lot of you are prepared, but maybe you, you just. You're not quite there at the right place at the right time. Somebody needs you. There's a mount. There's open, and then boom, you capitalize. And that you look at Hernandez too. He's been incredible. So it's uh, it's really cool to see how you know someone like Joel. I think on a big day on a big horse, he's as good as anyone. You know, yeah. as good as anyone finishing turning for home. Like you know, and we were, we were joking about other sports. He's so strong at finishing that like. You can tell sometimes he's just kind of playing with you, you know, like he just knows he's got what he can do and that he's going to, that he's going to go right by you. So Joel is someone that's popped up a lot when we, uh, when we have these conversations and he seems like someone that a lot of people really, really respect. Now, when you aren't, you talked about Monday. So Monday's maybe a day off when you're hanging out, maybe a day where you don't have to worry about um, being, you know, in the best of work shape. Give me your cheat meal. What's the best food that you can have when you want to relax and then kick your feet up and uh, and just get greasy? I like I like uh, pizza is a, nice. is a big cheat is a big cheat meal for me. I had pizza last night. Um, nice. Now, do you go that. just like what kind of pizza? Do you go a lot of toppings or just cheese or? Um, I like a I like um, I had a veggie uh, veggie um, what do they call it? Classic veggie. So it has cool. you know all the classic veggies on there, nice. all of all of us and peppers and all that. So nice. that's probably one of my favorites. Um, I like a good um, a barbecue pizza, barbecue chicken pizza too sometimes. Um, go. Yeah. And yeah. also I, I, you know, living out here in California, we get, we have a lot of good uh, taquerias. So, Oh yeah. So I love a, I love a good burrito. I was going to say, you've been up and down from San Diego all the way up to Northern California. So you've caught them all the way through. Yeah, some yeah. excellent Mexican food out here and uh, and different um, Latin American foods. Just some really, really good stuff. Yeah. Now, when maybe you have an opportunity to take a vacation or maybe you get a couple days off or maybe, you know, um, you, you're going to go somewhere with the family. Where would be the best vacation spot for you to go? Where's somewhere that you either have been that you want to go back or somewhere that you'd love to go if you had a chance with a few days off? You know, I haven't been to, uh, I, I've never been to Hawaii. So that's that's on the bucket list. Um, so hopefully, hopefully uh, in the next next few years, um, you know, uh, we just had a, we just had a baby. So, you know, once she gets a little oh. older. so, so Congratulations. Can, uh, What's her name? Congrats. Haley. Haley, when and when was Haley born? She was born uh, on the nineteenth, uh, January. Wow! She's, Congratulations! She's, just coming up you. on a month right now. Oh, yes. I'm really happy yeah. for you. That's awesome. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say life changed for me the last couple of years. Not too much. <laughs> just uh, twenty-seven months. And as I said, he's been a long struggling fan. He's had a Lakers, Dodgers, and a Rams win the title all within twenty-seven months. So now he's spoiled. I was like, oh, oh no. In a few years, I'm gonna have to tell him, son. You didn't even know what was happening back then. I, I, I got to tell you, Gino. You tweeted that out yesterday, and you wanted to I, punch me in the face. I right did. Now. I did. Um, my my. <laughs> meanwhile, while I'm consoling my my 12 year old son, watching yeah. the Bengals 
lose the Super Bowl. Oh. I'm watching you celebrate with yours. And I, know. Uh, I was like, <laughs> maybe one day, son. Maybe one I, day. I do love you, though. And uh, what else I love is the Fantac shops that we have here. So, William, we're looking at your page up here, which is really, really cool because it gives you an opportunity to – you know, promote some things that you like, gives people an opportunity that if they're fans of yours, they can show some support for you. And uh, you have some um, cool different merchandise here on the page. We're looking at your FanTac page right now. So tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you have on here. Um, we got uh, we got some shirts and, um, you know, so, uh, shirts and hats and some iPhone cases and, um, yeah, a, cu a couple different things to go on there and check them out um yeah it's a really cool thing uh you know we've put together and um you know I, I see i see a lot of uh i see a lot of new jocks getting on getting on the site and i think it's great for uh i think it's great for for the athletes for the riders and and um you know to, to put your brand out there and i think it's a great thing because i don't think Honestly, when people listen to this and they're going to listen to us talk for about 30 minutes, most people have probably only ever heard you talk for a few seconds, even if that, right? You don't really have very many opportunities out there to, we don't really interview you all that much before every race like we do in other sports or maybe if you win a big race afterwards. But I mean, even right now, this is probably more, more than most people have ever had the chance to kind of hear your personality a little bit, see some things. We've got your uh, your logo on here. And I think this is a, this is great because we're all individual people, right? We're not machines or we're not robots. So no, like learning your story is really cool. We talked with Tyler Connor last week. He's got a completely different story than you and how everything and where he's been and how it's gone. And so I think this is really cool because it gives people the opportunity to, to sort of learn more about you and to support you. And the horses are stars of our sport, but so are the, the jockeys. So are the owners, so are the trainers. So is everyone. I think it's a, it's a, it's a team, right? We wouldn't be one without the other. Definitely. I mean, I, I think it's great to get, to get the riders out there and, you know, get their personalities out there. And, you know, I think it's engaging for, for the fans, you know, like, cause like you said, you know, mo most, most, most of the fans just know us from out on the track, you know, with helmets on and they wouldn't, they wouldn't know us. If, if we walked right by them, you know? Mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I think it's a good thing, um, you know, to get exposure for all the riders. And I think it's a positive, definitely positive. Yeah. And, and like Gino said too, like the, the horses get a lot of the, the media attention and, and they're around what, you know, one, two, maybe three years, every now and then you get a hard knocker, like a rated R superstar who's a gelding and, and Whitmore that, that bang it out. But, most of them are there just one or two, um, two years. So where the riders, I mean, you've been doing yeah. it for a long time. Tyler's been doing it for a long time. You know, these guys, you guys are, are what keeps it going. So uh, it's nice to see you guys start to get uh, some of the publicity you all deserve. And, you know, like I said, we, we just want to bring out um, your all's personality and show that you're a human, not just, the guy piloting a horse mm -hmm. because I'm sure most of your interactions on social media are people telling you what kind of terrible ride you gave a horse they bet on. <laughs> oh man. Sometimes I'll post them. I get some nasty messages. That I just, I mean, I just laugh at them, you know, cause I'm, yeah, you get, you they're get, funny, you get but they're, 
sometimes they're like, come on, man. Seriously, like you can be like, okay, there's a way to be critical, right? I'm I'm in because I watch replays, like that's for me as a handicapper, as a gambler. That's the one thing that I will do more than any. Like I'll watch a bunch of replays. So I think there's a very fair way to say something like, I think William could have been in a better spot, or I've seen William give a horse a better ride than say, screw you, F off. You know what I mean? Like you can be critical or be, um, it, it's it's okay to critique someone with this out getting personal and nasty and dirty <laughs> like that. Cause I mean, in every other sport, it's okay. If somebody throws an interception, like you can be critical on them. If somebody makes a mistake, you know, it's okay to, to say why you think that, you know, or what could have been different, not just you suck. That sucks. That's bad. Like that's when it's just, we kind of laugh and you're like, come on, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, you know, there's like sometimes, you know, I, I usually just ignore them, but if one is super, you know, just nasty, I'll just laugh. Sometimes I'll post them on my social media just, just that. So, so uh, me and my friends and stuff can have a laugh at it. Cause some of them are just nasty. It's like, man, yeah. are, you, are you that mad? <laughs> you know, that like, I geez. get it, man. Get yeah. it. And th yeah. those are the people though, when you start to take one look at their timeline, it's all of that. Like you just see, and it's like, <laughs> it's all of them just screaming at people. And those are the ones where you're like, okay, then like, yeah, it's like I maybe you're just a bad handicapper, yeah. bro. I, I <laughs> not the jockey's fault. I, yeah. I understand here. Yeah. So there's there's one guy on Twitter. I I forget his the guy's handle, but it's I, it's it's so funny because you'll just go on his Twitter down his feed, and it's just like every jock from around the country, and it's just like this this jock is horrible, and just and the stuff he says is hilarious. Um, and it's just and you can you can probably find every name to every jockey around the country he just goes goes full blast on everybody and it's 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 funny to just go and read some of them right yeah like the things we see on uh on the tonight show and stuff i know tbg did one of them one time with the with the mean tweets there yeah. too so um so so i got i got a couple more questions for you before we wrap up here and, and back into the horses a little bit yeah. Um, first and foremost, I read a little bit about your first ride and win, and it wasn't the smoothest of trips for you, was it? It wasn't. Uh, it was uh, on a mare. Uh, her name was Five O'Clock for Paula Geary. Um, um, I think we're. I think it was six and a half, six, six and a half furlongs at Hollywood Park was my first ride. First time I've, I've ever been out of there, and uh, my outside uh, foot came out of the stirrup, like three strides out of the gate um <laughs> you know i because she was a she was a uh, filly with a lot of speed you know she broke she, she broke hard and i don't know if you know i was just green my first time i i think i just barely had my foot in the stirrup she broke hard and out it came and i was riding a little bit longer than you know because it was my first first start so um i believe the it kind of got caught up behind the saddle and i couldn't i couldn't get it back you know so i just i I hit about the three eighths pole and I stopped, I stopped trying to get the, get it back and just rode the rest of the race with just one, with just one, one, in. one foot in the stirrup. <laughs> I, I, me I remember I looked back, looked over my shoulder at, at the quarter pole and like, Oh, I'm still in front. I remember I pull, pulled my stick through to my left hand and she, she drew off in one. And, uh, and then uh, I remember like, it was like two strides after the wire. I got my foot back in the, in the stirrup. Like it, it like <laughs> came down and, I, and it, I got it like nothing. So it was like, so, <laughs> it was like meant to be, you know, just because yeah. I got a lot of attention for it. It was funny. It was on TBG and yeah, 
um, so it was it was pretty uh, uh, an eventful and exciting way to start your career for sure. Yeah, and and I can't believe you know with it being your first time, you've got to have a little bit of butterflies in the stomach, and you're, you're excited to be doing it, and you're like, you know, I'm going to go show the world. I've got a live horse here, and then you know, literally two seconds out of the gate, you had to have been just like, is this real life? Like, yeah, of all I mean, the things that could have happened, this yeah. is what's happened here? Yeah, because, I mean, uh, you know, you, you break out of the gates all the time in the morning, you know, and it's like, yeah, first time in the race it happens, and I'm like, I just remember going down the backs, and I'm like, man, I, I probably look like shit right now. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and you were probably already going through the conversation the trainer was going to have with you after the race about yeah. you being a idiot and all I'm sorry i don't know i didn't even know what happened yeah it just kind of yeah. slipped out <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it, paul was really cool i mean obviously we won so it didn't matter but um so it worked out but uh i just remember I'm going sure. like i said going down the backside, and i'm like because i i didn't fear that i was going to fall off or anything i had a pretty you know i um you know i, I rode bareback coming up with the show jumping and all that so I mean, I was pretty comfortable that I wasn't going to fall off, but I was I was more worried, like, man, what are people going to think I look like? You know, like, I just look like complete shit right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it happened, and <laughs> and uh, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. And uh, last question. So, you know, a lot of people talk about thoroughbred aftercare, and uh, I think when, when you look your name up on online, um, you don't just talk about it. You, you do it right. You, you got Grazi back. Yeah. Yeah. Grazi, um, uh, is at my mom's, uh, farm in North Carolina. Wow. Um, yeah. So that, that was cool. A, a, affiliate, a mare that I've won quite a few races on. And, um, uh, when her trainer, Manny Padilla, um, came to me, I, I um, after her last race, I think she, she got hurt. Um, and, the owner wanted to retire her and um so i was like hey we got a spot at my mom's place um and so we talked to the owner and and um was able to uh make it happen and ship her ship her out to my mom and and uh she's living the life out there getting trail trail road and um you know just live living the that's, living the retired life that's what a, a lot of the like that's what's great about horse racing, like a story like that, right? Where it's just that's a family member for you now, you know? yeah. Oh that's, yeah, for sure. That's a, a horse who did right for you, did right by you, and now you do right by the horse, and that's yeah. like that's the relationship that we're we're all supposed to have with the animals. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's they're not just machines that you get that you get on. You know, they're they're living, breathing animals with you know feelings and you know. Um, you know, if, if you have a relationship with the horse, most of the time they're going to run better for you. And, you know, so you just you just form relationships with them. And so it's just really cool to be able to, you know, give one to give any of them, but especially one that you have history with to give them a good home. And, you know, that's yeah. it's it's a really cool feeling. Well, it's like uh, it reminds me the, the mayor that's up behind me here, uh, our mayor, my favorite picture. You can't see it on here. They've got a, the track photographer at Penn National always takes a picture of them coming into the winter circle. And Andrew Wolfson is like petting her head. And you can just see they're both happy, the horse the and the rider. And like, yeah. you know, this is as an owner, I can't tell you how much I loved getting like Andrew would just text me videos of him feeding her peppermints on a random Wednesday. Like 
hey, I just thought you'd want to say hi to old girl, you know, because I'm down yes. here in Kentucky. I don't get to see her. I'm not around much. And uh, I could tell he genuinely loved that horse. And knowing that he was on top of her every single time made me feel great. You can't fake that either, right? Like, they know no. that. Like, they, they're like kids. They know that stuff. They can sniff it on you more than anyone. Like, if you're being phony and you're not genuine, they'll eat you alive right off the bat. You know, the, those horses will. They'll, they'll toss you. They'll throw you. And uh, it's you, you have to – mo- very few people would be in this business if they don't love the animals. You know, very, very yeah. few people. You, you just – it's so hard and there's so much time and, you, and there's so much work you have to put into it. And um, we've been so lucky to be hanging out with William Anton Georgie here. We're looking at his um, his shop over at Fantac. So if you go to Fantac and you look at the William Anton Georgie, the third collection, you'll be able to see all of these different things, coffee mugs, T-shirts. We've got uh, mouse pads, hats. They've all got uh, the logo on there too. So you can go up to NoCal. You can be screaming on the on the apron as he's coming home, and you can be cheering for your favorite jock right there. And now, now that we got the uh, the icebreaker out of the way, next time we get you back here, we'll have to do like a little version of some say what karaoke with some of those rock bands oh. that you're in. We can we oh, can man. have a blast with us going going hardcore on some of those. <laughs> I, I, I've had some uh, some some uh, pretty crazy karaoke nights, so. I yeah, figured. That, that good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're fans of those bands, those are the one. Those are the karaoke nights that are just nuts. You just go crazy. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. A, I have a couple good stories, you know, uh, of uh, going out, going out and doing karaoke with some some friends, and oh yeah, it, it's pretty fun. William, um, we see that we are recording this. People probably won't hear it till about a week afterwards. But as we're recording, you're listed later in the week on a bunch of horses at Golden Gate. And for the foreseeable for, for the foreseeable future, that's where we're going to see you up there in North, Northern California, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'll be here and um, trying to light them up at Golden Gate. Exactly. Winning a lot of races up there. William, thank you so much for your time, man. We know you have a really busy schedule. We uh, it, Now, it's one of those things where now, like, I've seen that name so many times. I feel like we may have had an interaction or two at some point through the years, but like never actually sat down and had a conversation like this, man. I'm rooting for you all the time. Thank you so much for helping us out. Um, we really appreciate your time and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me and uh, and uh, take care and let's do it again. Love <laughs> having these interviews, getting to introduce you to a name, people that you just haven't heard the, the chance to hear from, to talk to, to uh, to understand how they got into racing, some of the things that interest them, what drives them. Maybe it's a, a new little baby, like what, what William Anton Georgie here is dealing with. Thank you so much, buddy. You have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk again real soon. All right, guys. Take care. Stay safe, man. Thank Folks, you. make sure to give us a follow on Better Than Vegas. That's the website. Flip on those notifications at BTV Bets. We're going to continue along with this series. We'll have another jockey interview each and every week. So, Beho, that was a blast again. He, he was I love fantastic. It, man. I love, yeah. I love sitting down and talking to these guys. You know, I on our previous episode that just aired, um, you know, me and Tyler had had conversation before. Mm-hmm. I knew Tyler before the show started. So. And that was awesome. I, I didn't know William at all. Um, I got to look stuff. back. I might have done an interview, like, just, a, like, with him at TVG years back, you know, just yeah. in a paddock or something. It's like but a two- or three-minute thing, tops, yeah, you know? Just, we're just like, oh, hey, uh, you know, how you doing? New jockey here, something like that. But I can't – I don't remember if I was doing the reporting as much or I was doing, like, the simulcast stuff. But I know yeah. being out there at Hollywood, but it was just – you know, you've been – 
I've interacted with so many through the years, but never like that. Like those conversations, like talking with him immediately, we see the shirt and it's like, oh, okay, I'm sure this guy's, you know what I mean? We're going to have some yeah. fun talking music with him, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. And, and, and again, like some of the stuff he said, is just incredible. I mean, like the opportunity he got in SoCal as a bug with, with, Val and go go and Knocking all those guys down, down there i mean like literally walking amongst legends learning from the best of the best it's yeah. just incredible man and at hollowed ground i mean he wrote he wrote at hollywood park and now it's not there anymore talked about the some of the other favorite tracks to ride at keeneland delvar santa anita yeah. been up and down all across the country you start out here in southern california then you go all through the midwest yeah. and the east coast i mean what a journey he's been on. So great to catch up with William Anton Georgie, the third Beho. I look forward to next week and uh, we'll have uh, another writer on to discuss, to, to, to dissect their life and to uh, introduce them really to all of you. Cause that's what this comes down to. It's just uh, introducing them all to you. Make sure to go and check out that collection. I love the, uh, I love the three on the logo there. Yeah. The WA three that stand, it looks sharp. It's like a, old school Roman something, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's, it's very clean. I like yeah, it a lot. It's sharp. So thank you all for hanging out with us again today. Thanks again to William Anton Georgie. Beho, my friend, you have a great rest of your day and uh, we will see you all again very soon right here on better than Vegas.